Jordan was pissed. The cases in their box this morning have turned out to be botulism, botulism, and botulism. One, he was mad that his guess was wrong. Two, he had skipped the invite to UCLA's PhD program to come here and do research as a physician, even though he would only occasionally be putting the vast majority of his med school skills to work. He had thought that this would be more exciting than telling mothers that their kitties had ear infections or strep throat. Three, they hadn't even had to leave their desks to figure the damn thing out. Four, Miss Jillian had turned out to be anal retentive, although turned out was being generous. She had looked apart from moment one. Ack. Where was the next AIDS when your life needed a spark? Miss Jillian was sitting across from him, diligently making notes in the two files that she held, while he scanned the new one that had turned up in their inbox this morning. Jillian gave him a dirty look that he wasn't helping her write reports, and it occurred to him that Landerly had done this on purpose. Jordan was to be the forward thinker, the one who would make those reasoning leaps, and Jillian was the workhorse. Her nose wrinkled and she brushed her hair back again. Not that it accomplished anything other than her getting to move her arm. The hank of hair fell right back over her shoulder. The phone buzzed, startling him about three feet into the air, and he was already trying to cover that fact before he was even back down. Landerly wants us. Jillian stared a brief moment through not entirely open eyes. That was not so smooth. But she followed him next door and graciously didn't mention it again. Landerly stood as they entered the office, his attention a physical sensation as it turned from the phone to the two of them. This is why I created you guys. Like God? Jillian's voice was dry, and Jordan wasn't sure if she was kidding or what. But Landerly was, and he laughed a good guffaw and responded with, Maybe a demigod before continuing. So Jillian was already his favorite. How could two people on this earth have that same sense of humor? The older man held up a file before speaking. I've got a little girl in Deltona, Florida, with a spider bite reaction that the local docs say doesn't look like your basic anaphylactic shock. They think the spider has some new venom or maybe is a vector carrying something else. She's all yours. He handed the file to Jillian just as Jordan decided that there wasn't anything he could do about it. And maybe he hadn't been hired to be the brilliant theorist, which of course meant he would have to get his button gear and do some work. Anne in reception will have your schedule. You need to leave this evening to see the reaction and do anything before it gets worse. And, like turning off the light, his focus was off them and they were expected to find their own way out. By now Jordan knew his way around and he certainly knew Anne. She was the adorable blonde in reception, and he had made those thoughts clear to her this morning. Anne handed each of them an itinerary, but it was Jordan her eyes remained on. Not that he was going to dip his pen in the company ink, but there was a certain warmth in knowing the ink was receptive to being dipped. Jillian was walking away before he realized it, and he smiled goodbye to Anne before turning to follow his cubby mate down the hall. At their desk, Jillian turned and stared at him, leaving him ready for some scathing remark about his behavior. But instead, with no preamble, she asked about Landerly. Do you think he's just too old to go off gallivanting around the country? Why do you think he set up his team of two here? Why us? Jordan had no good answers, and he told her so. But he did offer to make up for getting lost on the way to lunch yesterday and asked where he could find this chick fillet. 
We have time to do fast food, right? And the fast part is the part you seem to be having trouble with. She didn't look up, and he couldn't decipher the dryness in her tone. He had heard it several times now, and he truly wasn't sure what to make of it. That scared the crap out of him. And given that they were on their way out the door for a company road trip, and since she was a co-worker, he figured he'd better find his footing right away. Are you mad at me because I got us lost yesterday? Or for something else? Her face was unreadable. Well, he thought it was. She just looked a little confused and maybe perturbed. No, I'm not angry. After tilting her head to the side for a moment, she nodded. You're worried that I'm one of those my-feelings-are-hurt girls. Well, I'm not. Then why no fast food? She was still looking at him, and Jordan figured that was the best way to read the book when it was open. But Miss Jillian seemed to be written in a foreign language, one he only understood random phrases of. Her words were slow and methodical. Because I want to have time to pack. And because you got lost the last time the directions were three miles, then turn right, I just don't have time. Before she even finished the sentence, her purse was over her shoulder and she was heading out the door. See you at the airport. He was still looking confused when he heard her footsteps change directions and saw her head reappear in the open doorway. Should I pick you up? Again, she read his expression before he got his words together. We'll both get there and only one parking charge. I can drive. She nodded. So can I, and I know my way around. If you want to contribute, you can pay the parking fees. They're reimbursed. So that wasn't much of a contribution at all. I know. I just hate expense reports. She disappeared beyond the opening and this time didn't come back, even as he muttered to himself, and here I thought you loved paperwork. In a few minutes, he had cleared his thoughts and headed home. It took him a while to locate things from the boxes. Jordan had lived here all of one half a day longer than he had been working at the CDCP, and it showed. He found his only two suits, one still in the dry-cleaning bag, scrunched up socks without holes, underwear also without holes, then went in search of his hanging bag. This, of course, was pristine. It had been used once, for his interview here. He pushed that thought aside and turned back to his packing. There was no way of knowing how long they would be there. He had to plan for the possibility of a full week, so he stuffed all the spare pockets and pouches with extra clothes and, in a glimpse of reason, all seven of the ties he owned. After staring at the bag and waiting for it to tell him what else to pack, he finally realized that it would say no such thing, and so he threw in a few pairs of khakis for good measure. The last step was to change himself. Jeans, tee, a sweatshirt, and an old pair of sneakers seemed the best bet for flying. They'd go see the little girl after they got settled in a bit, right? He decided to believe what he wanted and pulled the sweatshirt over his head just as his stomach grumbled, and the doorbell made the horrid, high-pitched noise that the manager had called a chime. Coming! Jordan crossed the short distance from the very back to the very front of the apartment and pulled the door open. Hi. Hey. Jillian walked through the open doorway and passed his open mouth. I think you actually have a bigger place than me. You ready? Yes. Getting his bags took less than half a minute. His thoughts would take a little longer to gather. What was up with Jillian? She looked all of 19 in her jeans and small white T-shirt, what with her dark hair pulled back in that ponytail. If she was in the airplane seat next to him, people would think he was a dirty older man. 
but none of it even registered in her expression as he grabbed his luggage and trailed her down the stairs and out to the eerily quiet street. She simply popped the trunk of her little white car open and let him throw his bag on top of the two she had stacked back there. What is this? RAV4. She slid in behind the wheel, no longer Miss Jillian of the CDCP, but a complete stranger. It has its quirks, but it's reliable. And one day, when I get a dog, she'll go in the back. She laughed most of the way to the airport, navigating into long-term parking with ease. Her matching carry-on was slung over her shoulder, and she wheeled her hangar bag behind her, never fussing at the long wait at security. And when the plane took off from the runway at Atlanta International, she was already asleep in the seat beside him.